What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. 2020 is here. We are in full effect. This is Across the Intersection podcast. This is AJ. I'm in here with the whole crew. Eva and A Sizzle. Yo. As always, yeah. you can ingest our wonderful podcast. Go check us out on divemedia.co. That is divemedia.co. Go, you can see all our podcasts, wonderful articles. I'm actually about to put up a new article about um, conservatism and liberalism. Uh. Um, that'll be up by the time you hear this podcast. The isms. Yes, sir. Um, and in addition to that, you can get us where podcasts are ingested. All the places that I always list, Apple, Spotify, yeah. Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, Clouds of Sound, all of those places. Mm. Um, and you can hit us on the socials at This Is Dive Media. Mm. At This Is Dive Media on everything, Facebook, Twitter, and the Grizzam. Mm. And I can be reached at Divinimus, D I V E N O M O U S. On the on TikTok. Twitter. On the TikTok. Nah, bro. TikTok? I'm, I'm a little too old for TikTok. Really? I had to draw a line in the sand. I drew my line at Snapchat. <laughs> okay. Snapchat was my line. So you like, had enough FBI, yeah. you had enough FBI, CIA spying on you, huh? So he's like, nah, I'm, you good on the TikTok. I'm good you on just TikTok. Good on Amer- you, you, you want good old American spying, not Asian yeah. Chinese spying. Like, there you go. Okay. America. And I'm over at E to the V to the over on Twitter. Huh, there you go. There she you just go. cut right to the chase. She like let these two knuckleheads carry on. Nah, <laughs> nah, I didn't want to miss that chance because yeah. uh, people are getting really, really controversial are people, on my threads. Are people? Are people? Uh, do you find people coming to you from this podcast? I don't know. It's hard to tell, but I do know that depending on what happens and what's being discussed, I'll get like a spike of like a hundred new followers. Really. You. Yeah, it ha- it's happened a couple of times. You, wow. We okay. get more interaction. Yeah. Honestly, Little old me, yeah. We honestly get more juice from cats on Facebook still. So shout out to my people on Facebook. Um, <laughs> I need to go on Facebook probably more often. I'm more on Twitter. Um, but we definitely get more traction from Facebook. So shout out to uh, the Zuckerberg posse. Cool, cool. Let's get this thing cracking. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're in 2020, ladies and gentlemen. So we got to come at you with some heat. You know how that go. New Year's and all that stuff is over. And we are back to our regularly scheduled pro greasies. Um, and definitely, as always, we have a Telegram group. So if you want to hit us up on some more off the off the board type stuff, get at us on Telegram. If you hit us up on the individual, we could definitely shoot you some links yeah. um, to get in that Telegram group. We appreciate the Telegram squad. Every once in a while, they thought some stuff that helps us out. So, Avery, you're off your game, Avery. I was waiting for you to come up and say, this is not really the new year. You see what I'm saying? Because uh, <laughs> DECA means the 10th month of the year, and that stands for December. But then January and February did not exist until Pope Julius. What? Are you going to say anything like that? Nah, not really. I mean, we, we okay. live in two different worlds. It is, you know, happy Janus, uh, month of Janus, happy Janus Day. But according to you the know. Chaldean calendar, the new year doesn't begin until March 17th. No. Chaldean. <laughs> no, but we, 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 we coming strong. But anyway, don't forget to hit us up. Like I said, if you want to hit us up off off the uh, normal spy ring. Um, we got a Telegram group. Please, please get at us All if right. you want to join in. Yeah. So we got some heat for y'all this this uh, this this new year. We want to come right. in strong. In the words of Lecrae and Andy Minio, we coming in hot. Okay. Um, you like that Christian hip hop reference? Yeah, 
There you go. There oh, I go. guess they wouldn't be called them. They wouldn't call themselves Christian hip hoppers. I don't know what they. Ooh. Or at least Ooh. not yet. At least not yet. Oh. Not not until Jesus King goes double triple oh. platinum. Oh, I'm not throwing no shade. I'm not no, no shade at all. No shade, no shade. Yeah, man. I, them brothers said that they don't want to beat. I'm just saying, you know, no shade, no shade. Not to call you Mr. Umbrella, all that shade you throwing. Oh, man. man. So um, your boy, my boy, our boy, everybody's boy, um, Terry Gilliam. Uh. Um, if you don't know who Terry Gilliam Ooh, is, I know he who is, he is. That's, that's, I know he's that's your boy. Fa- I'm talking about the listeners. Yeah, that's the, that's the father from Everybody Hates Chris, right? That's dude that oh my gosh. Julian, right? Dude <laughs> no, from White Chicks. That's your boy Terry Crews. Oh, Come on, stop that. Oh, Terry okay. Terry Gilliam. He is a director and producer. He did stuff like Monty Python for people who love old Monty British British comedy. Python. I'm anyway. just saying old British comedy. Listen, I, people from the Caribbean know who Monty Python is because they rock with uh. The British culture. Because yeah. y'all are more British than the British, yeah. You right about that? Hey, I know she had to come with some shade. Oh, man. All that diaspora talk is out the window when See, it's time for shade. They, as they say, 2020 <laughs> is different, huh? It's a different kind of energy in 2020. Okay. So he also did this movie recently called The Man Who Killed Don Quixote in 2018. Um, but while we're talking about Mr. Gilliam, um, I think he represents a particular sentiment. So if you don't know what we're talking about, there is an IndieWire interview that he did that was also referenced in CBR. Come on, what's CBR stand for? Oh, man. Hold on, let me look this up. Something right about comic books. Yeah, comic book something. Yeah. Comic, comic book, book reference re- resource or resource, or something, something who, like who, that. Who knows? Um, and the reason that it's in, you may say, what the heck, comic book resource? CBR. Uh, CBR.com is because he was hating on the Black Panther. He started off talking about Marvel movies in general. And there have been a couple of directors recently like Scorsese and others who have been hating on Marvel movies just in general. They said, oh, Marvel's not real movies. So when you read it at first, you think it's going to just be another take like that. Like, oh, he's just hating on that. All right, and just keep it pushing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But he paid particular attention to the Black Panther Yeah, um, in particular particular attention in particular I said particular twice yeah, then. Yeah, I got um just in time for black panther 2 to come out i uh, guess mm-hmm. so he he had a, a a couple of pretty incendiary comments um about the black panther movie in particular so i want to read a couple of these for those of you who haven't seen black panther i'm sorry spoiler alert the drink been out for like two years come on <laughs> you <laughs> you may you may hear and see some things so mr gilliam said he hated the black panther um, he said that it makes me crazy. I'm reading a direct quote from Mr. Gilliam from the IndieWire article. It makes me crazy. It gives young black kids the idea that this is something to believe in. BS. And he does not say BS, by the way. This is the, He says the full word. It is utter BS. I think the people who made it have never been to Africa. They went and got some stylists from some African pattern fabrics and things. But I just hated that movie partly because the media were going on about the importance of this BS. He literally said, it makes my blood boil. I'm fresh. I'm very frustrated of the world we're living in. I do things to prod people to make them think and make them laugh. And I always get myself in trouble. 
Now, for those of you who don't remember, who don't remember, uh, Black Panther was released in 2018. It made like 1.3 billion dollars in the global box office. It actually won a couple of Academy Awards for Best Music, Best Costume Design, Best Production, um, a lot of awards. Won won a bunch of Academy Awards. Um, and part two is actually going to be released in like another year or so. I think it's like 2021. Part two is going to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, for me, I actually don't necessarily hate on Mr. Gilliam. And you may say, yo, what, AJ, are you crazy? Yeah, because you got that internalized, uh, what they call it? <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't have no Stockholm Hatism. Okay. But it's not necessarily him. I mean, and this is a prime example of the scripture. We're going to get a little Bible for a second. Uh-oh. This is a prime example of the scripture where it says that we do not wrestle with flesh and blood, Uh-oh. but principalities, powers, and rulers in high places. And mm. you may say, what does this crap have to do with the scriptures? I'll say that because Mr. Gilliam represents a mentality. He represents a way of thinking that I think is so steeped in the culture that it's actually seen as normal. And what I mean by that is, to him, looking at a technologically advanced country in Africa is almost like an affront. Like, how dare you make a country in Africa the most technically technologically advanced country on the planet, even in a fictitious Marvel, you know, c- cinematic universe? To Emphasis him, on like, fictitious, right? The, the whole thing is fictitious. You got Bama's flying in space with you know Iron Man suits yeah, yeah, yeah. and. That kind of stuff, but you have a problem with a technologically advanced African country. I think like that for me, that speaks more to again this we we talk about white supremacy and I'm not gonna get on no social justice warrior type mentality, but I think we need to really be alarmed sometimes at how normalized certain aspects of it are in the culture at large. That people would take like a personal offense to this movie. Mm-hmm. Yo, talk about unmitigated gall, okay? <laughs> I want people Stephen to remember Smith, speak on it. that for the majority of African, I'm sorry, the majority of global history, and if you're a, a, a flat earther and don't think this is a globe, then for the majority of world history, Africa has been more advanced than Europe, <laughs> okay? So it, it just That's shows you take. the unmitigated gall of white supremacy because all the way up until about a half millennia ago, okay? From the beginnings of human history, all the way up to about a half millennia ago, uh, Africa, with the exception of maybe the Roman Empire time, Africa was simply more uh, more advanced. We had the largest city in the world, which was Benin City, and I could go on and on and on. Uh, iron smelting, every, uh, everything started there. But then you have 500 years of white supremacy, a very small blip, in uh, in human history, and people are so used to it and so used to the advancement that the tail end or butt side of Asia has been able to inflict on the rest of the world that now that things are switching back to the way they always been, people are going crazy over a fictitious film. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh- I would agree with you and I heard someone say one time I thought it was a very good statement and uh, this is and I guess for all the non-black listeners for all the white listeners cover your ears cover your ears <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a friend of mine has said and I thought it was a very very strong statement and that was uh, a black person can worship a Jesus of any color any color 
and we do and we do but a white person cannot accept a black jesus they can't the 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 idea of uh um a deity being a color that is different than them is an affront to their idea of being supreme and being the standard uh and and so i think that what mr gilliam his response what he was saying is a manifestation of that idea of the white person being not just the white man but the white person being the center of the known universe yeah it's like when, when, when people say um, if you've been in power, equality seems like oppression. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it really is. It really is this uh, um, uh, a result of much of the savagery that they undertook in order to in order to um, not be wiped out. And that was, that was their fear. That was their fear. And so just like when you have a um a uh, feral dog that is backed into a corner um or at least they feel like they're back into a corner and they're scared they exactly lash, they lash out and they try to uh secure their position and so um that is what took place over um the the, the last uh, uh 400 years or so 500 years um, mm-hmm. It being in its height, some would say, in the uh, 1800s, and it's been slowly—they've been slowly losing their grip ever since. Uh, but I mean, shoot, look at look, look what's happening with uh, with your boy, um, your boy, your boy, the Duke Harry or whatever. Oh um, lord! And and him, you know, uh, him, <laughs> him getting that. with. Him getting with Meghan Markle, and then now they're like moving. They're trying to move the. I don't know if they're trying to move to Canada or the U.S. or I don't think they're trying to get off the welfare. Yeah, yeah, but they they said they're going to move to America or North America. So they said North America. So I'm thinking that's either Canada or U.S. Yeah, I think she's in Canada already. Could be Mexico, but. I doubt it. You know, Mexico's not part of North America. They don't <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. right. No, yeah, I know, right. So, but, but, but the dude, you know, Harry. Um, Prince Harry, Duke Harry, whatever the whatever the heck he is, he uh, is like I'm trying to do something different than how things have been going because things ain't really popping quite right. And when you think about it, because I was thinking about this yesterday as I was uh, learning more about that, like they have a monarchy in in, in England. And it's like, now don't get me wrong, we have kingships here in the US and, and whatnot, it's just called something a little bit different. And a lot of stuff here is driven by uh, by, by by corporations, uh, but there's definitely there's definitely a ranking. Before you get on. off on but, that, do you think Harry and Meghan made the choice to move, or they kind of got that elbow from the Queen? Well, um, I don't know, man. But what my point is, what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> sorry for just like you know, like man, I don't care high about step, that. Step in your question. The what I'm trying to get at is that. They're a monarchy in, in quote unquote 2020, and that stuff don't fly because if you if you're seeing you're seeing like white like white supremacy kind of like crumble right and and that's this idea of rulership, uh, and how how can you celebrate rulership and class ranking and at the same time promote 
equality and and all this yep. other stuff. And 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 it's like the the proletariat knows too much now, right? Like Bama's been paying taxes for eons, but now Bama's got people got voices and they start to rise up. I'm like, hold on, we paying y'all like lifestyle and whatnot. Eighty-six million dollars a year. That's yeah. how much it costs to support the royal family. Yeah, so that pro- that proletariat is now uh, wake, quote unquote, waking up and empowering themselves. You're not going to have no doggone monarchy. You see what I'm saying? And and so for for Harry and uh, uh, Meghan Markle, Meghan to them uh, move, it's just. I mean, my point is, is that is that it, it, that idea of um, you know white white supremacy. Uh, or that white rulership is really kind of coming to an end. It's crumbling. So, I'm sure there's a biblical principle involved, but like there's something that happens when you literally have a system of greed that you have uh, that you have um, inflicted on the whole world, and for the past 500 years, you've been little by little backing yourself uh, into a corner. Um, eventually, you're going to reach that corner. Yeah. And there's no way that again the butt the, the the butthole of Asia is going to rule the whole world forever. Europe is a very small part of the world. Um and I just wanted to say one thing real quick about the English, uh, especially on the heels of the year of return, because uh Uh-oh. the the president of Ghana was talking about the twenty first century being the um the the uh, the African century, you know, after these 500 years, Africa is coming back. Uh, but it's interesting how the English say that, or, or they have this this perspective that they want people to not really view Africa as highly as as actually they have, because they are the ones, and the English and the Dutch and others have been taking Africa's resources, including its human resources, away from it. But then they don't want anybody else to realize how amazing Africa is. Well, you know, China China realizes that China's getting that joint trying to get every last drop that was left over from Europe. So but let me so shifting back to to Mr. Gilliam, and I yeah, think that, that that's a good point because he is um British. Um I just thought the uh the Queen seeing little babies with afros running through the, the Windsor Windsor <laughs> running through Windsor wouldn't be wouldn't be the move. So she's like, All right, Harry, y'all got to bounce and go to North America. Um but it's just a it is I think again, going back to just how much uh, white supremacy is ingrained in the culture yeah. at large, and so when we see things um, that may be true, let's just say hypothetically it was true, but because we haven't seen it, it is literally like a personal offense. You know, I just really want to hone in on the fact that he started off talking about all of the Marvel movies in general, and so it would not have been a different take than Scorsese or any other director who's recently gone on Marvel. But he made a particular point to call out this one movie. It's not a problem that you have Norse mythology and you have, mm. you know, Thor and these people from Asgard coming down here, intermingling with human beings, falling in love. That's fine because that's cool. Long, flowing, blonde hair. He's the most powerful yeah. guy. That's cool. I got no problem with that. Yeah. You coming down here on a rainbow bridge or whatever it's called? Bet. Technologically advanced Africa, no. Yeah. You giving black kids something to believe in, yeah. no. Nah, we can't have that. Um, I just think that we, you know, when you when you see quotes like this, it, it's it's a reminder for me personally, um, and because we homeschool our children, it's a reminder for me of how much of white supremacy is really sewn into our culture. 
Mm-hmm. You know, when we say, yeah. oh, so-and-so for the culture, this, that for the culture, you don't realize how much white supremacy is sewn into you, what you call your quote-unquote culture. The reason you know about European kings and don't know anything about African kings. Now, neither yeah. one is well, great. black the, European like you, you, the reason why yeah. you think Europe is all white when Europe is not all white. Right, That's exactly. That's just a strand that came out to dominate. Yeah, you don't know that Europe was dominated for like 700 years by Africans. We don't know about things that we would say, quote unquote, we are. Like we use the term African-American, yet we don't identify with anything African. We identify with almost everything European. Or they'll say that um, that uh, that it's the Moors who took over Europe and those were North Africans. And there's a difference between North Africans and all the other Africans. And, you know, they... As, as if, as if yeah, the, 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 the Arab invasion of North Africa um, and the fact that it painted the, that part of the world white uh, is a reflection of what Africa originally looked like, which well, it was not. And, it's, and again, it's, and I'm just throwing this out. There's not just Africa. What we call Europe had black people in it. Just look at that doggone Cheddar Man. All right, the like thing that, from uh, England. Yeah, my yeah. whole point, yeah, like white the the white people that we look at, that's a strand, that's a genetic strand, that's a genetic strand of human being. But they're not, they like like they're yeah. not the then they're not the people that have been historically exclusive to that area of of the world. That's what I'm saying. That's a good point. So yeah. anyway, we just want to you know again we we're, we're we're not here to beat up on Terry Gilliam because he is a product, yeah. he is a product of Cheddar Man. Unlike Cheddar Bob, um, Terry Gilliam is a product of an environment that has a particular ideology sewn and woven into it. And you don't notice it until you start to do something different. Right. You, You do something different and then you realize whoa, wait a minute. Exactly. I have a particular ideology that I didn't even know I had. Right. I was just telling this to my wife the other day because some some friends of ours said something real wild. I'll tell you all off air. And I remember just reminding her. I said, honey, you, you remember what I, I told you like years ago? I remember the um, job that I had before I have now. I remember going there and I had been there for a few months. And so you just get to know people, start talking to people. And you're like, oh, so where'd you go to school? And I'm like, oh, I went to Maryland Eastern Shore. And they're like, you went to an HBCU? I'm like, yeah. Now I had literally this is these are professional black people yeah, yeah, yeah. talking about you went to an HBCU. You seem too intelligent to have gone to an HBCU. Yep. And I remember telling her this, and she's like, "No." Nah. I'm like, "That wasn't a white person that said that, by the way." And she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, these are black people that say these things to me. Why? Because we don't realize how much self hatred, how much white supremacy is actually sewn oh, yeah. into what we call our quote unquote culture." And so when you see comments like this, it's just a reminder, like, forget, like, marching for police brutality, although those things are bad, right? You don't realize how much underlying things we actually still believe that are extremely supremacist. Yeah, absolutely. And and, uh, it's really that's colonization of the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. It's not just the it's not just um, the 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 more blatant obvious things but it's the choices that we make right it's the food that we eat it's the doctors that we go see is do we drive across town to get this or do we stay here and get that or even vice versa right like do we stay because this is convenient or do we go a little bit further we do a little bit more digging because we want to keep 
um, particular dollars circulating um, as much as we can in our community. A lot of times we don't even think that far or we think about it and we just like, eh, well, you know, it's it's more convenient to do this and to that. And yeah. so, to be fair, it, it can be convenient and it can be an inconvenience, but um, the problem that we're undergoing is not something that's going to be able to be fixed in a generation. It's intergenerational. Yep. Anyway. It takes three generations to make a change. That's and it kind of reminds me of what's going on with the black business owners who, Woo. you know, have been able to not get the the loans that um, that white business owners have been getting. Um, a lot of times people don't realize that uh, they're not asking black banks for the loans. You know, like black banks have come up and said, wait a second. So you just are now realizing that black small business owners are getting 300 million whereas the whole pool of small business loans goes up to several billion and we're only getting 300 million yeah um and black business owners and white business owners with the same credit um are have a, a disparity in terms of loans that they get yet you guys aren't even thinking to to, to go to black banks we only have about 19 left go to black banks and see if you can get the loans from them so you know there's just something innate uh, that that is developed over time that you know causes some people to actually have um, double consciousness and view themselves the way that their oppressors view them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at you, yeah. double consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, uh, Carter G. Woodson, Miseducation of the Negro, and um, that that there is definitely there is definitely more that we have to we have to go through and deal with than other people. And uh, I remember reading a little comment and somebody said, it was like, oh, this is a white person. And it was like, there's white supremacy where they said something like that. Or white, white privilege where. And I'm just thinking, man, <laughs> like, like just the fact that you can network and do different things and, and you don't have to go through what's called like uh, the black tax or the block tax or with a black person you can see them coming from a mile away physically you can actually see them from down yeah. the street and say oh that's a black person that is a stranger that's a stranger yeah. somebody else that if they look like you you relate you tend to relate to them a little bit more as as family not all the way not all the way but but you 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 do and just systematically over the many generations there are um less obstacles that are put in your way and a lot of the controllers that have money are very much stingy when it comes to it, and they keep it among themselves. And and um, they utilize certain algorithms. Certain it's just like the internet, right? Um, it, it they use certain formulas that take certain things into account after the fact when they kind of tilt the tables to their benefit. Then they try to whip out these race neutral formulas, and and then. <laughs> Uh, use that as an excuse to deny black people certain um, uh, uh, advantages, and then they'll look at you and say, "Why don't you pull yourself yeah, up?" Yeah, exactly, your own exactly, exactly. <laughs> or, or like, um, for example, when you're trying to quote unquote raise money for a business, and um, prior to an investment, prior to going to investors, there is an expectation to have a friends and family round very popular in silicon valley very popular but if you don't have friends and family <laughs> that is that that one have money two is willing to give you money three you willing to risk 
that relationship, if something doesn't work out, that's what's called risk. Like then mm-hmm. you're just SOL right there. And many of us are in those situations. So how does this relate to, for those of us listening, they say, how does this relate to us in, in the body of believers? You know, I actually heard a, a, a statement from um, Pastor Eric Mason um, recently. I was listening to a podcast. I forget the podcast. I'd yeah. have to look it up. Come on, bring it, bring it home. Bring it um, home. And because this, this relates to what we're going to talk to next, because these earthly prejudices and these worldly cultures they they seep their way into the church because we haven't been fully regenerated. Correct. You know, we 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 accept Christ, but we haven't allowed the power mm-hmm. of God to fully renovate our culture or what we what we embrace as culture. And he said, you know, things that we love to gloss over in in U.S. history in particular. And it was relating to, you know, obviously blacks not being able to be Christians Then they let them be Christians, but you can't worship with us. Or if you are going to really hear the gospel, it has to be a white preacher. Like, I mean, just all these different characteristics that cat- that that characterized the early American church well into the 20th century. And he was and, and the, the statement that he made, it kind of made me sit back because we would just say, oh, you know, give them grace and this, that and the third. He said, "Nah, they were preaching another gospel. Like yeah. what Paul talks about, they, you know, let them be accursed if they preach another gospel. He said, let's take it a step further. He said, that is another gospel. If you can't see me as a human or see me as someone whom God can redeem by the message of the cross, which is a large swath of people in the early, yeah. you know, in the early parts of this nation yeah, who just, claimed Christ, then they were preaching another gospel. So well, that's, that's a very, I'm just sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, that's a very good point because if you really kind of think about it, if they were about uh, unity and whatnot, mm-hmm. you, we, and no disrespect, like you wouldn't have these quote unquote white enclaves per se. Like we wouldn't even gotten as far as as far as we are right now because they would have blended in to the original man, so to speak. You understand what I'm saying? Yes and no. I mean, I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm saying I see to, what a you're degree, saying. to a yeah, degree, to a degree. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm being very kind of like theoretical and high level right now. Yeah, I mean, people, people having an affinity for their own personal ethnicity, like I don't mind I that, you know. I, it's the, it's I ain't when we. That. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but go ahead. Well, no, I'm about I mean, to like answer it, my question. Go yeah, ahead. Cause you, I, you, you about to underscore what I'm about to say. Go ahead. I may, I may have interpreted what you said incorrectly, so let me know if I did. Yes, if, if they were to continue to procreate it with people of african descent eventually that genetic strain would have been erased so to yeah, speak yeah. and that that part i get but everybody's not going to do that because certain people may just have an affinity to people that look like them and if you have th- those attractions that's fine but it's i think when we take it the step no, further go ahead i'm just saying because there may be people who who may never do that well you see what i'm so, saying like from an attraction well, standpoint oh, they no, may I never did. yeah yeah but I, what i'm, I'm talking that Individuals, yeah, but I'm talking about like entire systems. I mean, like you, oh, okay, so okay, for, okay, for, okay. For example, you had people, um, and I mean, it, it is what it is. It's historical. Mm-hmm. You had uh, enclaves of um, white society that would rather reproduce with their own family than to go mm-hmm. out of their clan or go out of their family. You still have that, and then be, yeah, oh, I understand. <laughs> but like this is, I mean, and it was very, very, very popular in the in the United States to do that um 
So you have a lot of um, you have you 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 just had a lot of that going on. I mean, you look at the royal families, and that's why I kind of joke around and I say with Harry. I guess Harry said, "No, I'm I'm not going. I I'll sleep with a sister, not my sister." Oh jeez. <laughs> you know that's, Ooh, that's Harry and Megan. So Windsor can sponsor us anytime, though. Y'all yeah, can sponsor yeah, us anytime. Yeah. yeah. So we just have to. I think you know, as as believers, we have to be set apart, even in things like this. I think. When you recognize, because I know we've kind of gone a long way from Mr. Gilliam, but when you recognize that there is unrighteousness in unrighteous systems, I mean, we have to first start by acknowledging, right, Come on. that the system is unrighteous. And I think many believers are unwilling to do so. Mm. We may be in it. That's what the Bible says. Just be in the world. Just don't be of it. So we understand that we're in this world. We have to be, you know, subject to some of these systems, you know, judicial or financial or whatever. But I think we need to stop being of these systems so, and, and allowing ourselves to be so strongly influenced by them where we change what we're doing. Yeah. I just want to say I know that it's difficult when somebody places a lens in front of your face actually when somebody pins a lens to your eyeball you have no it's difficult to see um without seeing through that lens and if someone tells you that your lens is white supremacist and you've been looking out at at people and not seeing people as um, also in the image of god or at least your treatment of them shows that you don't see them that way and uh, you call certain places the third world or s world countries and you you know you have exactly. this whole list of uh a, sort of a stratification of what is either godly or progressive and what isn't or what's conservative and what isn't that it's difficult to 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 not live like that um we've made a few comments that talked about the centrality of africa uh, globally and over history. That is historical fact. Europe is extremely small. I apologize for saying butthole, but <laughs> Europe is extremely small. Africa is extremely big. Africa has been in charge um, or advanced for much longer than Europe has. But if you are looking through a white supremacist lens, that sounds racist. So I think that even though it's difficult, at least attempt to step back and, uh, and, and learn about different uh, worldviews, uh, especially cultural worldviews, so that you can then uh, see things as they are instead of through that lens that, you, that you're looking through. Uh, yeah, I, I, the, and the response to the more uh, indurated, low-level response to that is, why would I study stuff that's weaker slower less advanced than me why would i do that that's the that is the that is the thought in the back of the head you follow me and yeah. it's this idea of like okay well i know that we really are not designed for uh ruling in the certain geographic areas that we are ruling i know that like you know, we in Australia, we in South Africa, we in the United States. Look, we getting these liver spots. Even in Israel, they get in cancer. I Israel, yeah, we getting these liver spots. We, you know, we look like leather, uh, uh, old leather, Willie Mays baseball mitts. You know, and 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 so they 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 know that's why that's why you have people who are manufacturing and studying melanin, right? Sending it off into freaking space and 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 say, oh well, you know, this melanin <laughs> is uh. 
uh, resistant to radioactivity at certain levels, like all kinds of crazy stuff. Like they kind of emit things tacitly without admitting it. But you have you 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 have people. They know. They know. Like for example, you have life expectancy, right? And you have like oh, for the first time in, in ever or yeah. something like that. You in so many years, you have the white male uh, mortality rate is lowering, right? Because of because of uh, the the uh, uh, suicide and opio opioid overdoses that is supposed to be accredited to um, the the uh, 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 fallout from mechanization and outsourcing and all of that, and people losing jobs in the middle of America. So basically, you have this exploding population that don't have any, like it exploded over the past century. Now they don't have a means to kind of extend their life yeah. through their welfare um and so now they're dying they're dying off and so we have this idea for many years where it's like oh like black people we have this short or pe- black people across the world whatever we had a short life expectancy and we have to uh because we always look at white people as the standard so we all have to kind of like extend yeah. our lives but what if let me just say this what if what if what if that there was an artificial advancement of livelihood that has taken place because of uh, oppressing a large swath of people uh and so it was almost like an exchange of life force where you have a small amount of people right um that existed that their lives extended for a a very long period of time and now things are kind of leveling off what if what if they are now becoming normalized <laughs> and their life expectancy is coming down to what most of the world usually is and what time, things have been time immemorial. And I'm saying that outside of early life, life uh, expectancies in scripture where people live for hundreds of years or that. And for those of you listening, this, listen, this is not new. You may say, what is not new? The, the fact that we have a hard time, like what Eva just mentioned, people have a hard time seeing outside of their lens. Like that's not a new phenomenon. It's not something in, mod- in modern times. This goes back to antiquity, you know, and just to kind of wrap this up and get, you know, wrap it up a little Bible, you know, in Acts chapter 10, <clears throat> God gives Peter a vision of a blanket rolled down from heaven and all types of animals are on the blanket. And the spirit tells them, rise, kill, and eat, right? And then Peter responds, right, to God. The Holy Spirit is God. Yo, I don't eat things that are unclean. What are you talking about? I don't rock with that. And the God be, you know, proceeds to tell him, do not call unclean the things that I have called clean. And from there, he then has a, a, a vision to, to go see Cornelius, a man Cornelius. He's a Roman centurion. Um, who lives in Caesarea. Um, and I find it funny that even after this vision, right, Peter's prejudice is still like so saturated, like he is so saturated in his prejudice. Like when he comes into the man's house, right? Now this man, Cornelius, has been praying and asking God, like, yo, send me somebody. Like I want to get closer to God. Like this dude is like, yo, I, I want to get close to God. And God says, yo, I got the right person for you. Let me send you my man, Peter. Peter knocks the door. Yo, God told me to come see you. What's popping? And the first thing he says when he walks in the door, normally I don't mess with people like you. <laughs> normally you people are unclean. I don't even rock with y'all. But God told me to come. So, okay. What am I saying? The mentality of us to be prejudiced. You're saying it's okay to eat pork. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> oh no, that's for not those of that, you who eat swine. That's not what that scripture is about. Yeah. That is about. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> right. So my my point in saying all that is that these kinds of men, of mindsets is not a new phenomenon, but we just have to be willing to identify them and acknowledge them, saying, "Yo, wow, this is what I thought." God help, yeah. like help to change my mind. This is what I thought. Like I thought that black people were not as smart as me. That's okay. That's okay if you recognize that about yourself, right? And say, you know what? But God, can you change my mentality? Like I had the mindset to think that women were not as good as men or this and that. I mean, we have a, a myriad of things that we have prejudices towards. And I think it's okay, but you have to allow the Holy Spirit to then change those mindsets. We can't expect worldly systems, right? People think I'm gonna legislate these things. That does not change the hearts of men and women. You cannot legislate morality or indifference. That's That's the problem. When you have people talking about we do black politics and it's about politics and politics, 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 that is a okie doke. Evil, evil smiling because she kind of knows I'm angling at. That is an okie doke solution. That's not a solution. That's just getting you tied. That that's just getting you to uh, worship the deity of the state of the, the worship the state as your deity. Uh, that it is. You cannot legislate. People think, oh, we just passed these laws. If we just passed these laws, let me tell you something about laws. NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement joint, right? That was something that was implemented by, as far as I can recall, the Clinton administration, Bill Clinton, right? Back yeah. in like 92 or 93, whenever it was, 94. And that joint was, actually it wasn't 92, it was like 94, I think. But yeah. that joint was supposed to be some kind of deal that allows for Mexican farmers to sell their food to the uh, citizens and businesses in the U.S. and in Canada with, like, little tariffs or restrictions or whatever. Do you know that when that joint got implemented, you had people who worked on the Mexican farms said, well, damn that, instead of us working at these Mexican farms and um, us getting, like, like like selling more stuff and then maybe we'll get raises or whatever. They just went to the U.S. They just up, went to the U.S., went to places like Detroit, different cities throughout the U.S., uh, different farms in California, and they started picking avocados there because they, they was like, well, the dollar is more here right now than it is in Mexico. I'm just going to go there. And, that, and, and, and NAFTA, that was supposed to allegedly, allegedly benefit like all of North America and benefit Mexico and, and, and all of that ended up just hurting Mexico even more. So my point is, in saying all this, is that we think that the laws are going to fix things. You cannot legislate morality or indifference. Yeah, I think we just need to allow the power of God to, to change the hearts of men and women. That is what it was designed to do. And I think it's important that people allow God God's power into their lives. If, if, if you're praying for something and then God gives you the resource to receive that which you're praying for and you don't use that resource, it's, it's actually a fallacy to say, God didn't answer my prayer. We live in the information age. One way that you can deal with your prejudice is through education. 
uh, YouTube University will teach you everything you need to know about the history of different ethnic groups. Well, and again, you you cannot legislate morality or indifference because you can find. We agree. We agree with you. You, you can you 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 can, you, but you cannot legislate morality. <laughs> You can do all the research in the world and you might discover, you might say like, well, my research is discovering that these people use poop to make uh, roofs for their hut. That is something that is degenerative. Like the, 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 there are people there, there, there are, there are people who uh, see these things that go on in, for example, in Africa and they view that as a low level way of uh living like these people are basically retarded or backwards and um <laughs> but at the same time we use fertilizer for all kinds of different things they duh <laughs> i mean it is it, is it is how not only the information that you consume and research but it's the level of respect that you bring to something and something like that. Again, it can't be legislated. You can't get it out of a book. That's that, that is a, um, that's something that has to be inside of you. Yeah. yeah the, the only, the only answer, the only true answer. And so we, we kind of park in here for a little bit folks. It's just because I think people who want to deny, you know, you know, I'm actually listening to another podcast called Unbelievable, and it's where they confront a lot of atheists. They have a lot of debates with atheists. People who want to deny the the morality of the God of the Bible um, then have a hard time trying to convince me where else you're going to get your morality from. I think we have to realize there's only one regenerative, regenerative force in the universe, and it is God himself. And so for those of us who are listening, you know, who may be believers, you need to understand that you know, to A's point, um, legislation won't do this. You know, we, we can't elect the, the right officials that will do this. I think the only thing that we have to realize is that, you know, like the, the scripture about the Bereans, because I don't think research is enough. I don't think, you know, reading is going to be enough. They're, they're good supplements, but they're not enough because the, the scripture that talks about the Bereans and people love to quote that from a perspective of reading and knowledge. And when you do that, you actually minimize the, the scripture because what the scripture actually says is they received the word in their hearts first and then they went to research to see if these things be true. Um, because knowledge puffs up. So knowledge doesn't really impress me. And I don't think knowledge impresses God when we say, oh, I read these things. Doesn't impress God if you have not yet had a change of heart. Um, Saul, okay. you know, Saul was probably one of the greatest scholars of his day, you know, and he lists his credentials. Um, but he had not yet had a change in heart. You know, he had not allowed the power of God to change his heart yet. And I think for all of us listening who, you know, claim faith in Christ, it's okay. Like that, that's, I mean, that's why I want to stress the point. It's okay. You come to Christ and you come with your baggage. So if some of that baggage includes prejudices and, you know, faulty viewpoints and faulty mindsets, okay, bet. We now have to allow God's spirit to begin to permeate us, to begin to root those things out. Um, and that's the only way that I think that these things can uh, sort of change.
All right, so we're back. Um, so listening to, you know, or not listening to, but looking at silly things. We haven't had this. So let's get to the first this week in the news uh, for 2020. The Saints are out here tripping. You know, Mm-mm. part of this is tripping. The part of this or is the Saints? What, what, you talking about the Saints or the Ants? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> I'll put the S in parentheses. Parentheses S, Ants. Um, there's a, a New York Times article that is talking about, and it's all over, but I'm just going to quote the New, the New York Times article. Shout out to our Telegram group. Somebody in the Telegram put this up. So when I started to read it and look it up, I was like, whoa, this is uh, pretty pretty deep here. Um, the United Methodist Church, one of the largest denominations in the U.S., it's actually splitting. Um, it is officially going to split this year due to their disagreements um, regarding uh, same-sex marriages and gay and lesbian clergy. Um, the there's a group of leaders in the United Methodist uh, denomination. It's actually the second largest Protestant denomination in the U.S. Um, they they met this past week and they are they have finalized a formal plan to split the church, citing fundamental differences. And again, these fundamental differences are same-sex marriage and gay and lesbian clergy. I like how they didn't put transgender clergy because that's the next step. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the next step. If you're saying gay and lesbian clergy, then you're saying trans clergy and then whatever else clergy, which that's a whole nother, that <laughs> is an entirely different discussion. Animal clergy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, So Bishop Cynthia Fierro Harvey of Louisiana, one of the leaders who are on the council, she um, made a statement here. She says that we tried to look for ways that we could gracefully live together with our differences. Um, She said it just did not look like it was possible to coexist anymore. Hilarious. Um, So 15 Bishop Harvey and 15 other representatives came together to form the committee to determine the separation. Um, the, so by the way, the United Methodist denomination is only the latest denomination to be in intense Mm. theological disputes over LGBT members and clergies. There's also been issues in the Presbyterian denomination as well as the Episcopal. We talked about this before. Yeah. As well as the Episcopal churches in recent years. And even young Catholics are also having issues with this now as well. Um, and all four of those are basically different flavors of the same thing as yeah. far as how they move because they all branch off of, from Catholicism. Right, exactly. Most major Protestant denominations branch. And Presbyterian is basically like another way of saying Episcopalian. Yeah. Now, for people, just a really quick segue, for people who might say, hold on, Martin Luther put the 95 Theses on the door. Uh-huh. How are you going to say that we're the same as the Catholic Church? And I would just throw this out there for those of you who want to go look this stuff up. Though he might have changed some things doctrinally, the form never changed. The form never changed in terms of separation of leadership and laity. We don't call them priests. We just call them pastors. Still got bishops, right? Still got super Died a man of the cloth, didn't he? Say what? Yes. Didn't Martin yes. die a man, man of yes. the cloth in still, the Catholic yeah, in tradition? Yeah, in the Catholic so. Church, yes. So I just want to throw that out there. The form kind of adapted but it never truly changed. So I just want to kind of put that out there because Ace had the point about different, you know, different versions of the same flavor. Um, so check this out. So the the United Methodist denomination is going to remain 
the United Methodists, and they're going to allow same-sex marriage, and they're going to allow gay and lesbian clergy. Uh, for the leadership that did not want to rock with that, they're going to become the traditional Methodist denomination. Um, and they're going to they're going to get twenty five million dollars from United Methodists once the new denomination is formed and incorporated. All the clergy and employees of the new denomination will keep their pensions. I mean, you know, this is like all a, 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 it's a business. Um, they agreed to another thirty nine million dollars of support. This is so random, and this is Amazing. for people who listen. We I would encourage you to go back and listen to our show where we talked about the oppression Olympics from like a year and a half ago. This is why this, in addition to the whole sin issue, which is really big in terms of LGBT, this is what extremely frustrates me with this LGBT stuff because they always try to ride on the heels of African-American oppression. Because what was, if you read the articles in the, in the New York Times, they slip it in real slick. It says that the factions also agreed to allocate $39 million to support communities of historically, quote unquote, marginalized people by sin, by by the sin of racism. What does that have to do with this? You see what I'm saying? But the only way to legitimize it, the only way to legitimize it, let's throw the Negroes in there to make it look like, no, no, we trying to rock with everybody. So they actually allocate. 30, they're going to allocate $39 million to support historically marginalized communities by the sin of racism. And it's, I'm like, what What does that have to do with this? Right. But LGBT, in order to legitimize what they're doing, continue to hitch their wagon to African-American Black oppression Black just yeah. to make it look legitimate. Yeah. That drink just, that makes yeah. my blood mm-hmm. boil. Shout yeah. out Terry Gilliam. Yeah. My blood is yeah. boiling. Right. Um. So anyway, I think, you know, just to throw this out there, I'd love to just get y'all take on this because the the cynical person in me is like, well, you know, let the whole joint crumble. I don't, you know, whatever. Because it's really just about bread anyway. They all trying to just allocate the bread. Yeah. You get this much million, we yep. get this much million, and exactly. let's keep it pushing. Exactly. But we've allowed earthly cultural changes to again impact the church, the body of believers. And you know, I'm gonna throw my hands up to this joint because it's it's kind of ridiculous to it's kind of ridiculous um, to to many respects. So what? <laughs> See, you know, AJ is laughing because I'm just like it is what it is uh, in my facial expression. It's just amazing um, when you look at uh, the United Methodist Church and the Methodists in general, all the way back, all the way going back to John Wesley. Um, over time. They've always had different splits and different unifications and splits and unifications, and they were over whatever the the, the issue of the day was. So at one point it was over slavery, um, another point it was over women in the clergy. Now it's over uh, issues of you know sexual um, preference or you know gender identity. So uh, the, to me, it's it's. <laughs> I actually have no, literally no dog in this fight. And um, I think that if people want to be a part of an organization, they should look at the bylaws of it and uh, the scripture that it as- uh, aspires to and, and determine if that's for them. Um, and if it's not for them, then go ahead and split off and, and do what you have to do. I just, I, this, it's become so institutional. Um, and I believe that there are people within it that are sincere. There are people who are right. saying, no, this is a doctrinal issue. And I believe in the God of the Bible and 
But I think the people who are who are really on top of things, people who are really in leadership, I don't know that their heart is in it the way that the lay people, um, the the way that the lay people's heart is in it. That's a that's a good descriptor because you know that there are sincere people and they're like, yo, what's going on? I just want to throw this out there too. Come on, listen to this piece of the article um, because. The United Methodist denomination is actually shrinking in the U.S. and it's growing globally. And yeah, so a, a lot of the countries outside of the U.S. are still extremely conservative. And I mm-hmm. think these the the more liberal people in this organization were realizing that, and so they saw it in their best interest to break away rather than because I mean, listen, you know, other countries that are not as liberal as the U.S. they like we're not rocking with this dream. What are y'all talking about? Y'all on some other stuff. Um, and so I think it, they realized that and it was in their best interest to break away and just keep getting ratchet as opposed to having to contend with people who still hold conservative biblical values like a lot of countries in Africa and Asia. So, so one would think that they would take the uh, crazy name, not the people who are quote unquote conservative. Uh, yeah, but, I thought that whatever. was wild too. No, I, and I let me tell you something though. If you neutralize atrazine and pornography, then you address all this LGBT stuff on a human on a on a on a on a uh, sexual um, deviant uh, and also sexual uh, uh, irresponsible or whatever like level. I need you to unpack that a little bit. Well, Some people have never heard of what you're talking about. Well, atrazine is a chemical that uh, that comes from the runoff of herbicides that affects food and water, um, water, water sources, and it turns everything that touches it. It's estrogen promoting to the point where it can even uh, turn male frogs into female. And also cause stillbirths and all kinds of different problems with uh, um, women who are women who are uh, um, pregnant if they are anywhere even near any of this atrazine in the environment. And also that's so that's one thing. So atrazine has been something that has been it has been discovered since the 90s that it is highly, highly, highly toxic and estrogen promoting. Um, but. Atrazine is uh, has been fought tooth and nail by Monsanto and a lot of these uh, companies, these herbal, these herbicide companies, to discredit the researchers uh, uh, about it. And um, so that's one thing. If you look up atrazine, it's A T R A Z I N E. Um, it's been outlawed in Europe, but because <laughs> funny enough, right? Because it's a majority white place. Um, Europe te- definitely Europe tends to take a, uh, a better safe than sorry approach to their legislation, whereas because they want to conserve and preserve their 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 people group. But here in the United States, because um, it's a corporatocracy, United States is kind of yeah. like um, innocent until proven guilty. So you can have a whole bunch of crazy stuff that goes on, but it has to be proven in court. And so in order to prove something in court, you have to go through court proceedings and have evidence. And like it can a lot of a lot of hurdles can be thrown uh, and that can be fought through money. Uh, And that's what's happening. So that's atrazine. But on the other the other end also, we all know what pornography is, though. Yeah. Well, pornography, pornography is so so endemic. 
And so uh, you so holy, Eva. Eva, like, what it, is this stuff it, you're talking about here? It, <laughs> she says the pornography. What? What is that? Anyway, um, the what pornography? Pornography is something that um, is uh, operates at the base level of our brains, right? And it exploits it ex, it exploits the fact that we have abundance and like our, our minds are not and our bodies are not built to. Um, built to 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 practice self-control is actually uh built to survive and, and operate with scarcity so when you have porn which is a whole lot of imaginative sex being put in front of you uh that we don't we don't have a self-control mechanism that's kind of why you need the holy spirit right. because a part of one of the part of the fruit of the holy spirit is self-control uh, but our brains are not uh, built for self-control to moderate ourselves. And so porn exploits that. And so we have um, 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 uh, uh, porn promotes all kinds of different sexual uh, set, uh, it promotes um, all kinds of different sexual expressions. And we know that scripturally um, there's really um, uh, a particular blueprint as to righteous sexual expression that is safe um, and that predates uh, contraception and all that other stuff. Uh, uh, this idea of safe sex it predates that. But um, any any of those any of those approaches are actually um, it requires moderation, temperance, refraining all things in which that man just doesn't like to do. Uh, pornography. So you're saying that some people have been exposed to these chemicals and that's the reason that they have a spike in estrogen, which, which, uh, which is indicative of, um, what they're doing now, but what can they do? I mean, yeah, you know, well, you've so, already been, yeah, that's, you're the, already on the hook. that's not necessarily particularly related to the, to the pornography, although it's used by people who are affected by the atrazine. Uh, but the pornography, it, it that, that, that promotes this idea of, um, sexual, freedom which is really sexual deviancy and the pornography is what causes the uh many many of these uh 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 sexual uh practices and behaviors and experiences to be passed down from father to son and mother to daughter and across genders and um uh uh because there is no true teaching as to as to as to of the quote unquote birds and the bees or how to how what sex is for and how to control oneself. Our society exploits the fact that we like sex. It exploits it. And so it goes from something that has a particular use and that's procreation and it is pleasurable. The focus is purely on pleasure and you can just so happen if you're with a man and woman to procreate. And so because that's it's just taken taking out a godly bounds, desire outside of yeah, God's it, boundaries, it's, it's taken out of bounds. And so now you have you have all, all all people are basically sticking their penises in the places that their penises were never designed and sticking things into their vagina, whereas their vagina was never designed or, for that. And from that, we have a whole we have a whole epidemic of of um, of of emo people who are emotionally distraught, people who are physically destroyed through ST, STDs or STIs or, or whatever, and then from there you have people who are um, passing down uh, all kinds of problems. Not just because not just that are affecting them, but also are affecting the next generation, their children that they haven't haphazardly because of all of these um, uh, uh, wanton sexual uh, um, 
fantasies that they're trying to uh, enact. And then on top of that, the pornography causes a lot of isolation too. Uh, so let's yeah. let's anyway. kind of circle back to this thing. Anyway, with, with, with so the those church. Methodists could be focusing on that, but apparently they yeah. they rather than doing so. that, they would rather just split. And I yeah. just you know as we just kind of come around third base with this turn, I just found it very interesting because one of the lawyers who were involved in the in the split, where you going he, with this? Come he, on, he made some very interesting comments as it pertains to the process. He says that the negotiations were largely secular. Um, because it focused mainly on process, governance, and finances. He said, yep. you know, he said, and this lawyer, Kenneth Feinberg, one of the lawyers who helped craft the, the, the settlement, um, he also worked in the BP oil spill from back in 2010. Um, he said, I'm the last person in the world who's going to help parties resolve their doctrinal differences. Mm-hmm. But yet he was involved in this church split. Um, I just find that it, it, it speaks to their lack of foresight. You know, Paul talks about this in First Corinthians 6 where he says, y'all can't resolve issues amongst yourselves. You have to go to godless systems in order to resolve your conflicts. And I feel like this lawyer inadvertently just highlights that yeah. when he says, oh yeah, this process was totally secular. They didn't even discuss the doctrinal differences. It was just finances, governance, process, like how are we going to get this bread? How we, Where are we going to put it to? Who's going to get the most? Um, I think it just highlights the, their, their lack of foresight to realize the issue was never doctrinal. The issue was going to be about money, right? Who's going to get the most bread? Um, and I, I think that that's just very unfortunate. Um, it's very unfortunate that we reduce ourselves to let's cut up the bread and how we're going to disperse the money. Um, you know, what can I say? What can I say? God, God, God help us. You know, so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you see where we are. Um, and I hope that if you read the scriptures, you see what we have to get to. So. Um, let's let's not let's not reduce ourselves as believers. For those of you who listen and who are believers and claim faith in Christ, don't reduce your transactions to merely financial or procedural, um, but make sure that they are rooted in things that are found in God Himself. So, uh, man, this this story is a little discouraging when you think about it, only because yes. this is how. These people, like I said, this lawyer, he sees and is like, yo, these people, he pretty much are calling them secular is what he's saying. Um, The way that they get down is secular. It's no different from the way that me, you know, him as a lawyer would get down. He doesn't really see the differences. Um, And we have to be alarmed by those things. We should be alarmed um, when we see and, and hear comments from people who don't have a dog in the fight, but they see our processes and they say, yeah, that y'all rock like we do. So, <laughs> what's the difference? Um, that's that that that's problematic for us. So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we do thank y'all for rocking with us. And uh, listen, whether it is uh, Black Panther or Marvel movies or uh, Black businesses <laughs> or uh, early early American churches or denominations that are splitting over uh, weird weird practices. We are going to do our best to continue to keep God in the mix in 2020. So for Eve and A Swish, this is AJ saying peace. Peace.
Wow.